Hey, good morning, everybody. So good to see all of you here today. Thanks for, for coming out this morning. And um, yeah, just really excited about what we get to do today. Uh, if you look at the front of your bulletin, you'll see that uh, we have our church purpose statement in there, which, which kind of guides what we do. And this is, comes from the Bible, um, these components. It says, Cedar Home Baptist Church exists to glorify God uh, by making disciples of Jesus through gospel-centered worship, community, service, and multiplication. And we draw strongly from the Great Commission, obviously. We, <clears throat> any church that gets too creative with a purpose statement that, uh, they, that goes away from Jesus' purpose from the church, I would stay away from that church. But uh, we don't have to get super creative. But it obviously, we want to see in our context here in Stanwood and Arlington and Mount Vernon, Camino, and this whole area, we want to see this lived out. We want to see God glorified through the multiplication of disciples and churches uh, that are gospel-centered for his name's sake. And... You know, it's interesting, as you, as you look at this mission that Jesus gives to the church, we see that this is God's mission. It, it, he's the author of the mission. He's the creator of the mission. And yet he, he graciously enlists us as his followers to see the mission carried out. And, and that being said, there's a great verse, Philippians uh, 2.13. It says, for it is God who works in you both to will and to work according to his good pleasure. And so what that means is if we have the will to participate in his mission, if we have the ability and if we do anything um, that's beneficial to him and to his kingdom, it is only because he is the one doing the work through us. And so that's very important because as we've seen in Acts, we do not want to, to, um, we do not want to steal or rob any glory from God that uh, is his alone, and uh, we want to see his name lifted high. And so uh, as we, last week, our passage transitioned us nicely into what we're doing here. It says in Acts 14, 27 to 28, um, let me see, when Paul and, and Barnabas are heading back to their home church of Antioch, it says, and when they arrived and gathered the church together, they declared all that God had done with them. And how he had opened a door of faith to the Gentiles. And so the cool thing about that is, you know, it's basically a missionary report. And the doer of the action in that verse, the primary doer is God. They're not here to say, hey, look at what we did. Look what, they're like, look at what God did through us and through you, church. And, and so we want to be careful to do that. And, and uh, you know, there's many passages in the Bible which tell us there's a, it is good sometimes to pause often <laughs> and to give thanks as individuals and to give thanks as a church body just for God's presence with us, God's love for us, and how he is working among us. Psalm uh, 77, I want you to listen to this. It's not on the screen. 11 through 15, it says this. I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your wonders of old. I will ponder all your work and meditate on your mighty deeds. Your way, O oh God, is holy. What God is great like our God? You are the God who works wonders. You have made known your might among the peoples. You, with your arm, redeemed your people, the children of Jacob and Joseph. And so, what we want to do today is, uh, we just want to show you 
and celebrate some of a few snapshots of the evidences of God's grace uh, that he's, he's been doing since this time last year in our church family. And um, I, let me just start with a quick overview, and then we're going to hear from a few people. But some of the things, miscellaneous things that I didn't know where to fit elsewhere was, you know, we praise God for, uh, for nine baptisms this year, two children and seven adults. Um, and uh, let me see if I have their names here. But uh, Haley Bonifield and Alon Daniel and Katrina Kukar, Kim Kaler, Ryan McQuery, Jacob McQuery, Sean Smith, Connie Squires, Samantha Walden. And if I forgot some, forgive me too. That's one of the things I'm finding is I'm, I'm going to forget some things here, okay, because there's too much to celebrate. And I know for sure we had an, another baptism in addition to that. But uh, praise God for these people who publicly declared their faith in Jesus Christ and were baptized here at Cedar Home. So that's something to celebrate for sure. We also celebrate that, uh, you know, within, uh, from this time last year, we've added 21 new members. Uh, Haley Bonifield, Andy Booth, Jamie Booth, Todd and Leslie Dahlberg, Katrina Kukar, Kim Kaler, Dylan and Natalie McFadden are officially in. Uh, <laughs> Samantha Nelson, Sean and Janae Smith, Jean and Virginia Schultz, Tim and Lori Steele, Randy and Jody Walters, Samantha Walden, Jessica and Dean Warlick. And so we're very excited for them. So let's hear it for them too. Thank you guys. And like Dylan plugged, if, man, we would love to, to, we're offering our next membership class here in a few weeks. Uh, we'd love to just tell you more about membership here at Cedar Home. Uh, we, as a church-wide, we've been able to do some great uh, prayer events this year. We've had several uh, all-church prayer gatherings with food and fellowship and prayer and worship. We had some of those in the chapel. We had a great one outside this summer around a campfire. It was a meaningful time, I know, for everybody who's participated. And if you've been here in the past few years as we've gone through Acts, you, you know that we really have been, um, well, uh, the, the importance of a, a church praying together has been reiterated to us over and over again. And so um, we're thankful for those times, and our next one will be next month, and I hope you will come and, and pray with us. Um, we've seen uh, many answered prayers. I got emails about community groups that have been praying for certain requests and uh, lists and lists of, of prayers that have been answered and that we're continuing to lift up. Uh, we've seen God do uh, amazing healings and, and miracles this year. Um, uh, just a few to list. One, uh, a main one was uh, Mike Funderburk uh, was very sick um, earlier this year. If you remember, I was, I was right before I was going to Swaziland, and I just remember I'd visited him many days that week, and I was making funeral plans in the back of my head for if that happened when I was gone. And by God's grace, I mean, we're texting, I'm in Swaziland. Kim and Mike are texting me. It's like, this is miraculous. He's coming back. He's doing, he's doing well. And praise God, Mike's doing really well today. And we're very thankful for that. Yes. <clears throat> yep. Um, and then obviously, you know, one that's close to my heart is uh, our nephew, Eli Halleck, who's uh, diagnosed with Burkitt's lymphoma. Uh, it's been hard few months for us. Uh, he lives in Denver, but we, they just, I'll tell you what, their family, they, they just said this, there's something about your church. Uh, my brother oversees 17 churches in the Denver area, and he said there's something about Cedar Home. You guys have reached out to us like nobody else has, and I'm like, man, 
that I wasn't expecting that, but it made me really proud of this church family and just so thankful for that. And praise God, Eli, I mean, prayers have really been miraculously answered. He starts his, uh, his fourth chemo treatment uh, coming up soon, which will be a week long. And then if all goes well, he'll be done with chemotherapy. We'll be able to be home. Yeah, so very thankful for that. Um, and, and, uh, and as we do that, we, we continue to think of, of members in our church family who are continuing to walk through suffering. And we, as, a, as a church family, I was thinking one of the ways that we see God's glory working through and in us is, is the way that, uh, by God's grace, Christians can suffer in a Christ-exalting way where we suffer in a way that says, this place isn't my home and it's not the end for me. And as hard, and as, hard as suffering is, I know that I have an a glory waiting for me that's beyond comparison with anything I've ever known on this earth. And so it's been encouraging to see uh, community groups and our, our own church uh, bear one another's burdens in physical pain, uh, in hospitals. Um, I'm very encouraged to, to know that there's, um, there's a number of couples in our church, in our community, who have reached out to us for help with their marriages, and they're fighting for their marriages, for the glory of God, and and that's, I don't say that flippantly. <laughs> that's hard, and I'm proud of them for doing that. Um, I, I, uh, I'll tell you one of the things, <laughs> I gotta be careful, uh, but uh, I'm very inspired by some of the older people in our church, especially those who have lost spouses. And, uh, you know, one, you know, one couple that's been, uh, I, for me, just that's right on my heart, uh, Phyllis and Otis have been just an awesome example to us of what faithfulness in, ministry, uh, in marriage looks like. Um, and I just, I just love them, and it's been so encouraging to see how, how God has um, supported them and helped them through this, and, and uh, marriage isn't all, it's not for our happiness primarily, it's for our holiness. And it's a very different message than the world. Uh, gives. And then also I just wanted to read you uh, this praise we got from one of our dads uh, who just said, uh, this year has been seen big changes in our family with the realization that we were spread thin in too many directions at the expense of our family, not spending much time together outside of being in the car and running errands. And we were lacking intentional together time. And this fall we committed to a weekly family time of dinner followed by an hour of activity and Bible study. And the activity has been simple and playing a game together the Bible study time has been focused on reading a chapter or passage from the Bible and talking about what it means. Making this happen each week has taken work, and on several occasions it almost didn't happen, but we're practicing doing what is important. Our kids need to see priorities modeled. Looking back, I wish I could have started this sooner as we only have a few precious years with our children before they're out on their own. In this case, I'm thankful it's never too late to start. And so very thankful to hear about that just an awesome testimony from a dad who uh, wants to lead his family that way. And so, anyways, all sorts of, of encouraging uh, things like this that are happening in our church family. And I want you to hear also from, uh, from individual people. And so, um, Kim Kaler has, has uh, patiently been waiting for me to quiet down so that she can come up. So please welcome up Kim Kaler. Hey, Kim. There's a... So, uh, Kim, you were baptized this past year, right? Yes, you were one of the people March. Baptized in March. And so, um, you really just jumped in and into Cedar Home Church life here. And there are kind of three different areas we want to talk about with you about how you've grown as a disciple here just in this past year. Uh, 
one of those has been MOPS. Why don't you talk a little bit about how MOPS has been a part of your life here? Yeah, um, Jessica is going to talk more about our MOPS group in more detail, but just my personal experience with MOPS, and it, it stands for Mothers of Preschoolers. It's a silly acronym, but that's, if you don't know what MOPS is. Um, and especially being a part of the leadership team of that has really humbled me, and it has really taught me that that all this is a, not about me, it's about him. And growing as a leader in that group has also grown me as a leader in our community, whether it's like school pickup or drop off or just at the grocery store, just interactions with my own family to just remember that, that I, you know, just that I walk as more as a disciple of his and less inward focused. Um, it's just made me really, uh, that leadership group has just made me much more secure in my faith and talking about my faith to other people. Um, and we're just really, well, especially just the group itself, like the leadership group and the group itself, just as a mom and a wife to, that we're just a group supporting being good moms and being faithful moms and being really, you know, good wives and just stewards of our families, you know? And, mm -hmm. ah, sorry, I'm rambling and I'm getting nervous now. It's good. Um, anyways, we're just really blessed here at Cedar Home to have such an amazing mops group. That's awesome. Yeah. Praise God. And then also you've been involved in the women's Bible studies. What's that look like for you? How's that helped you? Yeah, and I've never known that there was a group of women longing for truth like I was um, or am. You know, I, I always thought I was raised a certain way and I always thought of myself as being like really well versed in my scriptures. Mm -hmm. And I was really wrong. I was really a student of commentary and not a student mm -hmm. of the truth. And um, you know, so I, I, it was years before I even came to this church. I started going to Cedar Home, the women's ministry Bible studies. And they were just so welcoming and so awesome. And I made friendships before I ever even came to church here. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I really went in there thinking like, you know, I was bright blue hair and I was gonna show these girls how much I knew and impress them. And it wasn't about that. And um, it, there's no competition. It is just about reading the Bible and I just love it. And um, God is just really working through this group and this women's to teach his word and to teach us to not only love it with our hearts, but with our minds. Mm. And I just, it's really fun and I really like it. Awesome. And then obviously both of those kind of overlap in this area of d making Christian friendships that are very meaningful and helpful to you. And you want to talk about that a little? Yeah. Um, well, you really brought this up in your sermon the other week too, and you just touched on it again here too, about how like suffering through hard times together as Christians right around my baptism last year, I kind of went through a really like, just kind of a low point where I was really inward focused and had a lot of like anxiety and just um, reached out to, to a friend here. And if it wasn't through for the Holy Spirit working through her, I'd just, my last summer would have looked a lot different. Mm. And I'm not gonna say her name, but you all know her. She doesn't want the glory though. Um, and she prayed with me, she cried with me, and then she just said, you know, what, what do you need? Do you wanna, do you wanna just do a Bible study or a book study, just you and me together over the summer? And it was such a gift. And we ended up even inviting a couple more of our friends, just casual, just hanging out with our friends and our kids and going through Corinthians. And it was incredible. And if it wasn't for these faithful friendships that just picked me up and didn't let me sink, like I said, this summer would have looked a lot different for me. So I'm very thankful for our friends here at Cedar Home. There are some wonderful people here that are so loving and open and very grateful that God works through them. Yeah, praise God. Great job, Kim. Thank right. you. Let's hear it for Kim. <laughs> All right, Sean and Janae Smith, you can come on up, you guys. 
Let's hear it for Sean and Janae. So you guys have, you're another couple who's, you, you, you've kind of just uh, dived in here this past year and really gotten involved at Cedar Home, and I've been blessed to have you guys part of our community group, and, uh, um, and you guys have really grown through our community group, I think, this past year. I'm going to give you the microphone. Can you, uh, why don't you, because not everybody knows what community group is, why don't you explain a little bit about what it looks like? We meet on Wednesday nights. What does a typical Wednesday night look like for us? Um, so we get together and share a meal, so it kind of gives you a night off of cooking, um, which is nice, well, for the person not hosting, anyways, and, um, we get to sit and eat together and talk and fellowship, and, um, then we go through, you know, read God's Word together and, uh, study something, and then what I really like um, most is the prayer time at the end where, you know, we pass a book around and any problems you're having or whatever you write down, and um, we all pray together about it as a as a family, and um, I really like community group because it has given us a chance to meet people at church, but in a more intimate setting, so when we were um, praying for a church to attend when we moved to Stanwood. Um, we tried a bunch, and um, we really liked um, Cedar Home Baptist, but it's really big, so it was hard to, you know, communicate and get plugged in with mm -hmm. people. On the, and so community group has afforded us a chance to get to know people more intimately. We've made really good friends. Um, community group helped us paint our house, and we go hiking together and story time and um, yeah, the community group's awesome. That's great. Thanks, Janae. And then I want to hear from Mr. Sean too a little bit. Um, but Sean, yeah, I mean, we were. I mean, is there anything else you want to add? Or I'm just thinking about why for you. You know, explain maybe where you came from as we talked about your context and why your desire for Christian community and has been. I don't know why that's been important to you and how you've seen that happen here at Cedar Home. Yeah, um, so I, I come from non-religious, atheist background, and most of my friendships are based off where we're going to go drink at or, uh, or drugs or, you know, just a, a not Christian-centered uh, um, fellowshipping mm -hmm. or whatever you call it. So being around uh, Christians in a more personal setting, like a community group, it's, it's really helped me grow in... in uh, not just what I know about Christianity, but like how to act it out and uh, mm -hmm. what that looks like to, you know, being here in church for an hour is, you know, you can say hi to people, but actually like getting to know people and do life with people. Yeah. 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 And then a cool thing too, I mean, that both of you touched on is part of the beauty of community groups is natural friendships can come out of those. And so yeah. for you all of a sudden, I mean, you're lifting weights with the guys in our community group. You're doing, I could tell. Oh, yeah. um, not, not much of weights, um, yeah. yeah. You're doing, you know, you're doing a, a guy's book study with, yeah. with some guys. And so I just think that's so awesome. We love you guys. We really do. And I'm so glad you just jumped, jumped in. Yeah. yeah. Love you guys. Let's hear it we for these guys. guys. Yeah. Yep.
Well, that's a good segue to hear more about our MOPS ministry from uh, Miss Jessica Warlick, who is in charge of that this year. Let's hear it for Jessica. So, um, I'm the co-coordinator here, and we meet twice a month um, for two and a half hours, and it gives moms a chance to have their kids go to childcare, and they get a hot cup of coffee and a breakfast that we provide, or we take turns providing. Um, we are full, and so that's a huge blessing, but it's also sad because we can't let everyone in that would like to come in. And we're mainly full because we have so many kids in childcare that we are maxed out the room capacities. Mm -hmm. So, but with the childcare, we have amazing volunteers that give every single week um, their time because they believe in the ministry, they believe in holding crying babies. Um, so if you're in the one-year-old classroom, you deserve extra praise because <laughs> they're always crying. It's, 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 um, but it's fun to see moms make connections and they're celebrating baby showers and they're celebrating birthdays and they're just going bowling on a Friday night together as good, just a good group of friends that it's natural that they connect and we all have mothering in common, but we all give grace that we don't do it right but we're trying and we wanna encourage moms and MOPS ministry over the last five years that I've been a part of it, I feel like it's changed as from a corporate level, it has. They've gone through a lot of restructuring, but the they provide is relevant resources that are um, more centered around just real topics, postpartum depression, anxiety, um, anger, or just things that we really deal with on a daily basis and giving you tools and resources to conquer those things in a Christ-centered environment. So, mm -hmm. and I have to thank the church too. We, um, we did our annual pie fundraising and we had a goal of 100 pies and we sold 167. Awesome. Um, and with that, um, what we were so excited over and we were praying over like this last year is we always give a book usually for Christmas and we wanted to give the story of God's love for you, which is essentially the storybook Bible for adults, but it was way out of our budget. Um, but through the fundraise and through the blessing of that, we gave everyone a book and we're just so encouraged that we're giving moms truth and a resource that they can go back to. We also didn't have enough mentor moms, and if you are a mentor mom or you've ever been one, again, thank you, because yeah. you are preaching truth and encouragement to these moms that are weary and worn out and don't feel like it's ever gonna get better. And so now we have more than enough, and in fact, some groups have two. <laughs> um, so it's just been, it's been really fun. But I have an amazing team that I couldn't do this, it's too big of a job. Yeah. So there's 15 of us that meet and um, wanna give to helping moms. Whether that doesn't include your mopettes? Your, well, no, that's just 15 like yeah. moms like me. So we have yeah. you know, individual table leaders and then we have craft leader and- yeah. It's um, a lot of people. It's a lot of people. It's not a small ministry. It's not. Right, no. right. So right. it's a daunting thing to take it on, yeah. but um, God's provided the resources, so God. I'm just. And one of the, so one of the ways we can pray for you too is, is uh, potentially how do we multiply 
uh, yes. a ministry like this in yeah. our community? Because there are definite people. ways and ideas, yep. but I don't know the answers. But I sure. definitely am praying that we. I mean, you can't drive by the housing developments and not think about like moms that we don't have. We can't minister to, right. but that are going to need it. So yeah. yeah. Well, you're doing your part, and so thank, thank you, for, you for thinking about that. And for all of our MOPS volunteers, let's hear it for them. Yeah, thank you, Jessica. All right, next up, Mr. Dave Hall. Let's hear it from Dave. Let's hear it for Dave. So uh, Dave's here to give us the Cedar Home Youth Ministry update. Eric Fuentes uh, kind of spearheads it, but he's out of town this weekend. Dave, let's talk about this a little bit. All right, so I guess the first thing, Eric and I talked ahead of time, and um, he conveniently is out of town, so he makes me come up here. But uh, we wanted to point out, uh, you know, this is our mission statement on the bottom of this cool picture you see from our winter retreat last weekend, but Cedar Home Youth Ministry exists to see youth and their families know Christ and together become more passionate followers of him. Mm -hmm. um, we had a great time at the winter retreat. There's a lot of people in this room that were there, youth and adults. Uh, we had almost 50 kids, uh, so praise God for that. Um, but we have a core, we have a core group of like 20 kids that are every Thursday night, and they're serious about Jesus. Yeah. Well, that was one of the things you and I were talk, talking about in youth ministry. You kind of, you kind of just never know what it's going to look like from year to year because God brings in different uh, herd of teenagers, and so it's a, it's kind of a. A, a fun season right now because you, you have kids who are really growing in Christ and want a, a core. Uh, and what's happening is you've got that momentum going and it's affecting the other teenagers who are also kind of on the fringe and they're seeing what's happening. And uh, that's exciting, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's very cool to watch and be a part of. Um, I mean, there's, there's, there's nothing greater than watching these kids get serious about, you know, their relationship with Christ. So Yeah. And then also, so tell us just, because not everybody knows this, but so we have youth group here every Thursday night from 6.30 to 8.30. What does just a typical Thursday night look like um, down there? Yeah, so a typical Thursday night, um, like Dan said, we start at like 6.30. We just, we just hang out. We hang out. Uh, we, we might play some foosball or, you know, just talk, maybe play some video games. Um, a lot of kids just like to run around and goof off. But you got like 30 minutes to kind of do that. So you've got intentional hang time. Intentional hang so time, is, yeah. It, it's, it's programmed. This is like organized the, madness. Yeah, organized madness. Yeah, yes. the first first 30 minutes is hang out and catch up with your your yep. your people. Yep. Um, and then we... And part of that, just so I yeah. just so I'm all clear, it's strategic because we want to make sure we hit every teenager and they know that we're glad they're, they're here, that we have a conversation with them and know that, that, that we love them. So after that. So after that, we, we, play some, we play some games or we do some announcements. So if there's something coming up, we make sure everybody knows what's going on. And then, then we play games. I get to be the guy who leads games. So sometimes it's fun to be the fun guy. Dave um, has faithfully, I mean, that, I'll tell you what, that was a huge blessing to me as youth pastor because it's, it's actually harder than it sounds coming up with a good youth group game that teenagers are going to want to do every week, a new one. Dave's been planning those every Thursday night for about eight years. And so that's a huge, 
That's a huge blessing, and it's something you're good at, which is, which is fun. And then, so that's kind of an icebreaker time. And then after the game time, what do you guys do? Yeah, so then um, after we play games, so we've hopefully burned off a little energy and we're able to focus a little, myself included, um, <coughs> we, we go into uh, worship time, and uh, that's our, our worship team, um, usually headed up by, by Brent and a bunch of the youth, um, and they'll, we'll, do a, we'll do several songs. Um, and then we have a message, um, and that sometimes is one of us speaking, usually Eric or somebody else. Maybe we have an elder come in. Maybe we show a video, but uh, it's intentional, gospel-centered preaching, just like we have here on Sunday mornings. Yeah, that's awesome. And then in addition to this, you and Eric are leading Sunday school for teenagers on Sunday mornings. Sunday then, uh, morning, Sunday school. You guys can come to that, too. You don't just have to come on Thursday nights. That's right. And then also, also, I know that you guys, I mean, again, a, a key theme we're talking about here is just building relationships. And so, you know, we're, <laughs> one of the things that we're, we're really, really blessed right now is uh, um, normally they say youth group is going to be 10% of your attendance. We're about twice that, okay? So we have about maybe 50 to 60 teenagers. And keep in mind, these are run by volunteers. We do not have a full-time, we do not have a part-time youth pastor right now. And, and so this is, it's pretty, honestly, I've never seen it happen. It's pretty unheard of. I mean, normally a church our size would have 15 kids with, you know, a leader doing the best they can. You guys are an incredible team. I'm just, I'm just saying, you guys are an incredible team of adults who are leading this week after week, and uh, we don't want to forget that. And I just want to pre- appreciate you publicly, too. I mean, I'm thinking, dude, you're, uh, you're kind of the veteran now. You've been serving a decade now with our teenagers every Thursday night, and that was without kids in the youth group. Now they're in the youth group. But it's because of people serving, right, as part of one of our one of our components of our purpose statement that that happens and uh and so anyways i just want to appreciate you and the team publicly and then also tell us about what's coming up here in february yeah so again um you see this this cool winter retreat uh it's it's awesome and it's fun but it actually cost 140 dollars for each kid to go um, so you know, that's a, that can be hard for a lot of families to come up with to send their kid 104 you got a couple of kids like i do when you're dropping 280 but but you know so it's uh <laughs> Well, and if you want to go as a parent, you throw yeah, in another right. 140. No, yep. anyway, no, yep. I, I'm just being silly. Well, you're right. But, but it, 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 can, it can prohibit people from going. So we're, we'd yep. like to start doing some things where we can scholarship some, some more kids and bring some more kids. And we have a lot of people who in this church who have scholarship kids, and we thank you, and that's awesome. Mm-hmm. But I think we can all pitch in and help out. And so we have a very cool event coming up. Um, it's a Valentine's Day event. It's actually on Valentine's Day. It's a it's a Valentine dinner. There's an insert in the bulletin. About there's an this. In, there's yep. an insert in the bulletin. Yep. Um, and I think Andrea is going to be at the table afterwards, so you guys can get signed up. We need you to sign up ASAP because it's gonna you're gonna get prime rib, and you're gonna have a Grammy winning entertainment performing for you. I I might have stretched on that, but I think he is Grammy winning. The guy is like world renowned. Okay. It's a brawn journey. It's going to be awesome. Professional harpist. Professional, like the best in the world harpist player. And all for $25, you're getting professional entertainment and you're getting prime rib. And that's a couple $25. And then if you got kids that need child care, we're going to give you child care too for just another 5 bucks. So $30, you're getting prime rib, entertainment, and child care. 
you know, it's, it's all, money, you should all come. And the purpose is the proceeds are going to go. Yeah, so well. back to my, where we can scholarship and send kids to cool stuff like this. Yeah. So we're going to take that money and it's going to go right to youth group. It's not going into my pocket so I can, cut, you know, maybe I'll use a little to play a cool game, but, but no. <laughs> It's going gonna, it's gonna to send kids to cool stuff like this yeah. um, where they can, you know, again, intentionally hear the gospel and we can, you know, help encourage them along. That's awesome, man. Thank you so much yeah. for that update. And, and we'll continue to pray, man, at the right time we can, we can have a full-time youth pastor because uh, it's, it's a big load and we don't expect our volunteers to carry that forever. And so let's hear it for Dave. Right. Thanks, Bob. Yeah. Well, we want to hear an update from the children's ministry. Kim Nelson is obviously next door right now running the children's ministry. And she also has overseen many of our outreach events, but I think she made a video for us that we're going to check out. If it will work, let's see. Good morning. My name is Kim Nelson, and I'm the children's ministry director. In September, our kids completed their first cycle of the Gospel Project Bible Study curriculum. We have seen and heard kids and volunteers respond to the Holy Spirit as they consistently study God's Word. I received this account from one of our Sunday school teachers. There was a new girl that was attending. Her mom picked her up from Sunday school and asked her what she learned. And she said with big eyes and great enthusiasm, I learned that Jesus died on a cross for me. And I learned that Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. Over the past year, we have welcomed 20 new kids that are regular attenders. They've come four or more times. Okay, you might be wondering, what on earth does a picture of the Volunteer Lounge have to do with Celebration Sunday? Well, I'll tell you why. Because it's really important to offer volunteers continued training and also um, an opportunity for community. We need to have joy serving together. And so the Lord provided space and current discipleship training uh, resources for us, which is actually a big deal. Not a lot of churches are able to provide that. So every Sunday morning, 10 a.m., we meet for prayer. Um, we discuss the lesson and we watch two training videos. One trains us about the lesson and how to teach that. And the second is an actual discipleship training for personal growth. We value having fun at Cedar Home Kids Ministry, so we work hard at creating games and activities that are going to reinforce the Bible lesson. An important part of gospel-centered community is just having different generations investing in each other's lives. And we really appreciate how some of our seniors have poured into our kids. It's important that our kids know that Jesus is absolutely crazy about them, but we also want them to know that we love them. And I so appreciate our volunteers and how they love our kids. Okay, this is an example of one of my absolute favorite days in Cedar Home Kids Ministry when we acted out Paul's shipwreck. We had so much fun together. I bet these kids will not forget that Bible lesson. Another one of my favorite days at Cedar Home Baptist Church Kids Ministry, Resurrection Sunday. 
We also want to celebrate our outreach events that we did in 2018. We were four in particular, and this one was the Stanwood Parade. And we gave out ice cream sandwiches and candy, and we had over 50 volunteers. We had a blast. This was such a special outreach event, one of my favorite memories of the year. Thanks to some amazing volunteers, we actually took a freezer on one of our tractor trailers and we gave out a thousand ice cream sandwiches as well as I don't know how many pounds of candy. And looks like we threw out a few kisses along the parade route as well. <laughs> Well, much to our surprise, we actually won best of show. Well done, Cedar Home. I'm pretty proud of our volunteers. <laughs> Here are some of our hardworking volunteers. Um, these guys worked long hours before and after the parade to help make this event special. Another event we hosted was the Gospel Project celebration. Our kids had completed the first cycle with the Gospel Project Bible study curriculum. So we had an outreach event and it was amazing time. And we're so thankful for the Lord providing a Christ-centered curriculum for our kids' ministry. We were also blessed to have the brand manager of the Gospel Project join us, Aaron Armstrong, and they did some videos of us and our experience using Gospel Project. You can view those videos on the Gospel Project webpage. We dropped over 1,400 balloons and about 12 pounds of confetti. It was awesome! <laughs> In October, we hosted our second annual No Tricks, Just Treats event. We had over 60 volunteers and over 713 folks attended from the community. And feedback we got um, from community members that attended that filled out information showed that lots of new people in the community were actually interested in interacting with us on some level. It was really a blessing and we're very thankful for that outreach event. Some of our amazing volunteers here, hard at work. Here's a few of our younger volunteers. We just love having the young people serve with us. And in December, we opened our doors again and we hosted a free family movie night. We had free popcorn and free candy. And um, I would say a good portion of the folks that attended that movie um, had actually never been to Cedar Home before. So that was exciting to see some new faces. And of course, we just want to give God the glory for all the amazing things that he's done in Cedar Home Kids Ministry and through our outreach events. And um, in Cedar Home Kids Ministry, we just want to remember that whatever we do, we should work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. Let's hear it for Kim and all of our children's ministry volunteers. Yeah. All right, and please welcome up Julie Olson from our nursery ministry. Julie, we don't get to see your face in here very often this time because <laughs> no. you're always watching kids. Julie, why don't you tell us about some of the ways God's working in the nursery ministry? Well, God is really adding to our church um, by bringing young families to Cedar Home. Um, over the last four to five months, we've had several families that have come into Cedar Home that have two kids in the nursery program, and some of them have kids in the older program too. So what do you do when you start getting that many kids? Well, you rely on the Lord to bring people that are willing to help as um, 
as the need arises. And that happened for me um, in my last um, scheduling time. I had a great response of people who were added to the schedule of helpers. So while the Lord was bringing in people that needed ministering to, he also provided people to minister. So um, That's great. Praise God. <laughs> that was exciting. Yep. Um, I view the nursery ministry as a ministry to young families, not as a babysitting service. So um, that is a very important aspect of, I mean, yes, we do childcare, mm -hmm. but we allow um, families to come into our service and worship and learn and fellowship with people. Um, and that's really crucial for um, new families coming in, so. Well, one another cool thing just, because a lot of what you do and what MOPS does and children, yes. uh, Cedar Home Kids, there's a lot of overlap there. But yes. I mean, we, we built this new nursery with three big rooms, and we've already had to expand. Yeah, we put a hole in a wall and expanded into the big room that really wasn't part of the original nursery mm -hmm. complex. Um, but boy, it makes a big difference for, for us when we have fussy kids that need to have a little quieter place to be. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you, one of the things I'm so appreciative about uh, Julie and Kim together is really, I know that they really care about our kids, and if, if you're new here, they really care about your kids, and I've just seen them bend over backwards the past year to work with families and to, to serve them however they can, and uh, it also takes a lot of this church and a lot of volunteers to do that because yeah. um, um, sometimes we need one-on-one, sometimes it's just different yeah. situation. And so thank you for all that you're doing. Anything else you wanna share about nursery ministry? Well, nursery and kids ministry, generally speaking, is a very labor-intensive thing. So yeah. anytime you feel the spirit moving you to help in that category, yeah. please don't resist because yeah. we need you. Yes, <laughs> let's hear it for Julie. Thank you, Julie. Um, uh, we wanted to have a, a missions update here. Matt Mecklenburg couldn't be here today, who is kind of the point man for our, our missions team here, but I wanted to go over some of the things that we're excited about. Uh, as far as, we've had a number of different types of short-term mission trips uh, happen through our church this year. Uh, first of all, the, the Panama mission trip. Aleph, can you stand up real quick? I know you don't want to, but that's all right. So Aleph, just so I know, um, tonight there is a, if people are interested in just getting more info or, or deciding, like, we want to be part of this trip, you're the guy they need to talk to, right? Because time's running short. But uh, uh, Aleph uh, has led this team of a variety of different people for several years, going down and, and doing a number of different projects in Panama, and you guys are going to head out in the next few months here again. So um, talk to Aleph if you want more info about that. Uh, we had uh, a couple go to North Africa Dylan and Natalie uh, went to go work with our missionaries, the Weebies, and uh, they spent time just encouraging them. And who was I talking to? I was talking to somebody this week. We were talking about just uh, as a missionary in different parts of the world how lonely it is and how isolated you are. And, and one of the best things we can do is supporting churches and just sort of praying them and helping them financially is just being their friends and going and encouraging them. And so that was a really important thing that Dylan and Natalie did. And they had a kind of their national conference with all their missionaries in that country. And, and Dylan uh, 
preached four times and led worship, and Natalie uh, worked with the kids, and that was just a great uh, mission trip to hear about. Um, then also we had a South Africa trip. Uh, my family went to Swaziland uh, with our church missionaries, the Mienis, and we did Bible distribution and basically vacation Bible school and preached in uh, three churches and did Bible teaching and uh, spent a lot of time just playing with kids and eating beans and rice. And, um, and then also our church uh, funded uh, two wells uh, so that people can have water there like within walking distance. And so we threw, uh, our church gave money to have a community barbecue uh, with them to support all the, the people on their end who dug that well and dug the trenches. And uh, it was one of the, you know, it's a big deal to get meat over there. And so it was cool. We bought, I think we must have bought a, a goat uh, for, or, a, or two. I can't remember. Maybe four. I don't know. I just say, Michalisi, here's the money. You, you buy the meat, man. And they're killing goats, next thing I know. So, um, so that, that was just awesome, and that our church got to celebrate with them. Uh, it was really cool. Uh, Mike Pierce uh, traveled to Baja, Mexico, uh, to help build houses with the Foursquare Church for a week. Uh, Dan and Tam Matson they spent several weeks in Canada uh, with a, a, a really cool mission organization, uh, and they just spent time doing improvements at a Christian church camp, while also meeting other Christians. And uh, and so what I yeah I was thinking about this it was like we see short-term missions happening in basically every every decade um, from from zero up into the or 60s. And so uh, it's not just something that kids can do; it's something for all ages. Um, and there's probably others that I've forgotten also. Uh, we also had several missionaries visit this year, which was fun. If you remember, we had Erica and Michalisi from Swaziland, and we did a taste of Swaziland, where I don't think we had goat. I think we had beef here. And uh, we, we had some, besides that, you know, we, we hit up the African markets down in Seattle and did as, as indigenous of meals we could. And uh, that was great to hear about their ministry with Waits and Begile in Swaziland with orphans and widows. Uh, and then we had another family, uh, some of our missionaries from North Africa, who are, who are sharing the gospel in, in innov- innovative ways using technology. And uh, we got to hear from them, the Petersons, uh, and they have an awesome website called Pray, and then the number four, NorthAfrica.com, Pray for North Africa. And, uh, and so that was great. Doug Johnson was up here, uh, who also spoke at the youth retreat, and uh, he preached here on a Sunday morning with Tacoma Youth for Christ, and we raised thousands of dollars as a church family uh, for him, uh, for, well, specifically for the teenagers in his ministry so that they can go to church camp again, and uh, that's just, that's great, you guys. Um, and then, obviously, within our own church, we have other missions ministries happening. You've seen some of the pictures with our Sewing with a Purpose ministry. Uh, Deanne Coster is kind of one of the spearheads for that. And, um, yeah. And I'll tell you what, it's a pretty sweet sound over here on Monday. I hear a lot of laughing going on in that room, and that's a, that's a great sound. And, uh, you know, they've done all sorts of stuff uh, serving our community and our emergency response teams by making blankets to give to children when, you know, firemen show up and, and uh, a kid needs a blanket. Uh, hundreds of dresses uh, they have made this year for Panama and Swaziland. They've made quilts. And we just praise God uh, that... Uh, He's working through them and that he's also continues to provide materials uh, for them in, in cool ways. And so we're excited about that. And then also I wanted to have uh, Ray Warlick. Ray, you come on up here. Uh, Ray is one of our deacons and 
Uh, he also uh, helps uh, run a community meal, which I don't know how many of you know about, uh, but I want him to talk about that. So tell me a little bit about what this looks like. All right, so it's called The Gathering Place, and it's a, a home that uh, Our Lady Savior uh, Lutheran Church in town. Mm-hmm. And so what we do is we, the churches all in the community divide up the whole year. It's every Thursday night, no matter what Thursday it is. And Cedar Home takes it on four times a year. And so we uh, prepare the menu, we cook the food, we serve it, and we clean up. That's awesome. And so I have a lot of great teams to help. I have uh, a couple community groups, the Funderburks and the Mecklenburgs, and then I have a bunch of individual uh, members that come help me too. But so one of the great things I I, I noticed this year was uh, uh, you just talked about sowing the purpose. Deanna started helping me a year ago, and then she started bringing some people from there. And now there's people from the community that help in the sewing room, but don't come to our church. Mm-hmm. And they come and help serve. And it's just great to see the Lord interacting with people in the community to serve the community and then hear the gospel when they're here. Yeah, so that's awesome. Yeah. So that's quarterly. You guys do that four times a year. Yes. That's about 50 to 70 people each time. Yeah. That's a big meal. And uh, so if you guys, that's a great way to serve either as a family or, or whatever. But talk to Ray if you want more information about that. That's an easy, easy way to serve and a really rewarding way. So. Yeah, and I, I want to thank you all too because the funds that we get from it come from the Sunshine Fund. Yep. So once a month when you give money to the Sunshine Fund, some of it goes to... Uh, all the meals and the yeah. food to go with it. So yeah, yeah. All right, let's hear it for Ray. Thanks, Thanks Ray. <laughs> okay, uh, please welcome up one of our elders, John Conley. <laughs> and John, um, you're part of our finance team here at Cedar Home, and kind of as we're we're finishing this fiscal year, but just thinking about how. <laughs> how ministry, like what we're talking about, much of it happens, and how our church budget supports this kind of work. I just want to throw that in your court, and you can say whatever you want to say. Yeah, very so, good. Thanks, Dan. Yeah. Um, yeah, we can see this all. This we are casting now. We've celebrated what we've done in this past year. This is a sneak peek in our uh, budget for this coming year that uh, we'll be voting on at the end of February at the business meeting. But what was really neat in all that we've heard today is the, um, the reflection of ministry happening, of honoring the Lord. Mm-hmm. And that's what your, your uh, giving goes towards. Is this is, this is uh, God working through us and glorifying him and reaching out to people. So this was my way of looking at the budget coming up uh, and breaking it down into just kind of some major categories here. So... Uh, rather than just having, you know, you know, health benefits and things like that, this, the salaries and the, and the uh, benefits that we pay goes to pay a core team of paid staff. And this staff preaches the gospel. It teaches us the word. You saw uh, several, uh, the children's ministry and, and the key things that are going on there. Mm-hmm. So that's that reflection, $244,000. And then another aspect is a place. This, this building and to maintain it is a place where we gather uh, th- what we're doing right now, a place to meet, to hear the word again, to do ministry, to live life together. And so it's a key aspect as well. So that component is $223,000. Mm-hmm. Uh, neat reports on some of the missions activity 
And so that component here, uh, 36,000 there. And then uh, we don't, you know, we can't do uh, ministry without equipment, with supplies and things like that. So that's what that next line item, the gospel project, the adult Sunday school, the mops, the women's ministry, the worship uh, uh, team and the equipment and supplies. Uh, we're looking for, uh, that we plan for 22, almost $23,000 there. And then another important aspect here too is it's, a, it's small but very key is there are times when people are sick, when they're in the hospital, and there's some funds that we uh, utilize to, to send cards and, and just to, out, to reach out to them. So that's about $3,000 there. So $529,000 is, is uh, the, uh, the budget that we're proposing for next year. That's gonna be a little bit of a stretch. That is a, that's more than we anticipate that we're gonna be bringing in and giving this year. So this is a challenge to us that we need to continue to strive to grow in our giving. And just to kind of give you an idea of, uh, it's, it's not much, this is very achievable. So it just occurred to me today, if, if on average, if each of us families gave $20 more a month, we can, in, and maintain our current giving, We'll achieve this budget. So, hmm. 20 more in 2020. <laughs> Pretty clever. That's good. Thanks, John. Appreciate it, John. Well, um, yeah, so, let me see. I'm going to finish up with John there. And, uh, praise God for what he's doing here, right? Let's hear about it. It's, it God is... Uh, there's so many other stories we, we just didn't have time to tell, but I, I pray that those are, your community groups would take time to share those and in, in your Bible studies. And, um, you know, let's, uh, as we look forward, I guess, to this next year, what we, we're very committed to is continuing to, to be gospel-centered and Bible-saturated and um, loving in our community and hospitable to one another and to outsiders. Last night, I don't know if you guys saw that story or SC, uh, Stan Camino News, I was just reading it online. It was from this past week, just a, a map of our town and all the different building projects of, of hundreds and hundreds of new houses coming in and a lot of them right here in the Cedar Home area. And uh, we gotta be praying. <laughs> we gotta be praying for these new houses and that we as a church, they're in our backyard that uh, we were so thankful that we have this building and how can we use it to continue to, to keep going what we have going here, but also to, to reach out to our community and to let them know that God loves them and that we love them and we wanna serve them. And, uh, and so let's be praying about that. And um, you know, as in the, uh, the, re the leadership retreat I did this fall with our, our elders and deacons and staff, there was one verse from the Old Testament that kind of stood out to me where God is telling his people, you need to, uh, it's the analogies of setting up a tent, and he said, you need to uh, strengthen your stakes and lengthen your ropes, um, because I want more people in, right? And that's very outward focused, and we wanna, we wanna be that, not because uh, we wanna meet budget or because we, we wanna be about numbers, but because people matter to Jesus and because you matter to Jesus. And we wanna see people, people's lives transformed by the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
And so uh, let's just be prayerfully anticipating uh, what's going to happen this year as uh, we keep our eyes on Jesus. And, and I pray for you um, that maybe this inspires you wherever you're at in your spiritual journey to, to jump in and uh, use you know, whatever it looks like for you to, to grow in the way that you're following Jesus and worshiping him or to grow in community and intentionally fellowshipping with other people or serving and using your gifts here at Cedar Home and in our community or intentionally making disciples by multiplying disciples in your own family and, and in our community. I pray that this will spur you on to say, man, uh, time is short, and I'm so thankful I get to be part of this journey with this church family here at Cedar Home. So thank you. Uh, let me pray for us, and then Dylan's going to sing a closing song for us. God, we just want to lift you up and uh, declare that your name, Jesus Christ, is above all names. There is no God like you, and uh, we just thank you for your mercy and grace that you've shown us as individuals and that you've shown us as a church family. You're our provider. Uh, you're our comforter. You are sovereign, you are all-powerful, and yet you bend your ear to hear our prayers. And uh, we just thank you, God. Uh, we are undeserving of this, but uh, because of what you've done on the cross and in your resurrection, Jesus, we now get to boldly come through faith in Jesus to the throne of God and declare your uh, grace and your majesty and to know you personally and to enjoy you forever. I pray that you would please guide us, Holy Spirit, guide our leaders, our ministries, our church family this next year. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen.